Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brenning and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. This evening, I'm joined by the fabulous Jack McEnroth. Jack, how you doing? I am fabulous because I'm in Miami at my Miami apartment, and it was 75 today, and it's amazing, and I love being here, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, you're turning into, what do they, they call them, snowbirds? I'm a snowbird, lady! <laughs> But um, not really, but because um, I'm still traveling, I'm doing a ton of stuff through World AIDS Day, and then I go, well, I've been on, like, I needed a vacation because I've been crazy since I talked to you last. So you saw me in Philly at the AIDS Walk, then I did AIDS Walk, Myrtle Beach, then I did, um, oh, I don't even know, AIDS Walk, um, I did, I don't even know. And then I went to the U.S. AIDS Conference. With Mondo, uh, and then I came here, and then I'm here for a week, and then there's a big Amphar um, symposium on the 29th in New York, so I'm going to that, and then I leave December 1st to speak at the University in Carbondale, Illinois, and then I leave from there to go to Omaha, Nebraska for the Night of Thousand Stars, which is another HIV benefit. Wait a minute, so you're going to go somewhere in Nebraska or what on World AIDS Day? I know. World AIDS Day, I'm going to be in Carbondale, Illinois, at this university, which is Southern something university, which I can't remember right now. (laughs) Um, I have to take, like, a little plane from St. Louis into Marion, which I'm assuming is in somewhere near Illinois. Um, And then right after that, I'll be in Omaha, Nebraska on the 3rd and the 4th. Ah. You may be running into Janine. Janine? Janine's from Omaha. She's in the chat room. I know. She texted me or she Facebook messaged me or something. So hopefully I'll see I'll see her. Like, because yes. um, I know there's if you go on my Facebook page, um, you can see there's a they made it's hilarious. They made they took all these images off of Facebook. Oh, someone just wrote Southern Illinois University in the chat room. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> um, they took all these images and some of them are kind of like R-rated and they made this video invite for the event and they posted it without asking me, which I of course don't care, but my butt is in some of the pictures. So, and it says all the information (laughs) on there, but yeah, I posted, I was looking through it. I'm like, Oh my God, there's my butt. I'm like, "Um, okay. So I guess if you publicly post your ass on the internet, you never know where it's going to end up. Right, that calendar is going to come back and haunt you. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I sent one to my mom. I sent a calendar to my mom, and I wrote on the inside because I sign all of them. I personalize all of them, and I wrote to her. I was like, "Here's a picture of my butt that you used to wipe when I was little." I'm like, "Probably in ten years, I'll be wiping yours." <laughs> <laughs> And she wrote, and then she called me, and she's like, you're mean. And she's like, I like the pictures where you have clothes on. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm still I'm still selling them. Like, anyone who's listening can go to, if you just, the easiest way is just Google Jack Macron calendar. There'll be a link somewhere. But I've sold about 700-ish, I think. So. And what's your... Well, I want to put a link to it on the website, so I have to um, get that fixed up because I keep forgetting I want to do that. So, okay. Um, cause the, and the year's you know ending, and this is when people are buying calendars. So 
Why not? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great Christmas it. present. I suggest everyone buy at least 10. <laughs> <laughs> because I have about uh, like 1,200 in my apartment, and I need to, at some point, I will be wiping with them myself because there's so freaking many of them. But um, anyway, it's funny. So, tell me about this event that you did. Um, I think I saw it posted. Um, I guess it was for the calendar or to sell the calendar, but you did it with Angina? Yeah, that was in. So right now I I'm doing a kind of a tour of a calendar signing tour because I'm so glamorous. Um, yeah, we were at Here Bar in L.A. I went out there to shoot a pilot that um, is probably going to go nowhere, but whatever. <laughs> you got to keep working. And then um, Angina came out and we did an event at Here Bar and I signed calendars and. Shishi LaRue was DJing, and that was fun. And then I did a big one in New York um, in between the the AIDS conference and coming here. <laughs> I've been a busy little beaver. And then um, that was really good because my I, all my friends in New York came, so I sold, like, 50 in two hours. And then um, I'm actually doing one here because it's white – and I'm in Miami. It's white party weekend, even though I don't go to those parties, but – um, Saturday, this coming Saturday at the Palace, I'll be signing calendars there, too. So if anyone's in the Miami area wants to – I know I have some a, <laughs> a fairly large fan base in Lauderdale. So come and I'll give you a hand job if you buy a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, I heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think to hear that. <laughs> Honey, I have done less for more or more for less. Let's put it that way. Oh, so. Lordy, lordy. So, um, <laughs> wow. Um, talking about being kind of frisky, um, I think our guest is on the line. So um, I, I want to uh, welcome. Um, I, I can't. Why am I going blind all of a second? Austin Head. I apologize. Totally like lost my my space here. I'm trying to make that. Yes, he's a four, 480 error code I think you were asking about, so or 408 what? or something. The error code he's yeah, calling from? Is. Okay, good. That is him. That's what I wanted to make sure. So so um, tonight our guest is the founder of PositivelyFrisky.com. His name is Austin Head. He's going to come on and share a bit of his story and talk about why he uh, created this website. So please help me welcome Austin Head to the show. Austin, are you there? I'm here. How's it going? Good. Hi, Austin. Oh, it was four eight zero. It's a it's a Tempe Scottsdale area code. I'm in Arizona. Oh, good. Uh, well, thanks for coming on last minute because I know our. I think I contacted or a friend contacted you like less than two hours ago because our our prior guest went MIA. So I was like, okay, who can we get on the show? So thanks for coming on at the last minute. I was sure. Thanks for thinking of me. So, so tell us. I'm familiar with the website. Tell us. Well, I think we want to know about obviously positively frisky, and then what we like to do. I I I heard that you were cool with sharing your personal story with HIV, and I think our listeners really like to hear about that. So, take it away. <laughs> well, let's let's start with positively frisky since. Uh, that's what provoked your interest. Um, Positively Frisky is what we created at the Friend Factory. We have multiple websites but that are focused on niche communities. And uh, I initiated Positively Frisky out of all of our other sites because I saw that there was a void in a place for positive people to meet in a safe atmosphere, like a, a stigma-free atmosphere, if you will, where right. as opposed to other sites, you can't really be for upfront or forefront with your information because there's no real privacy barrier and uh, we want to have a comfortable space where they feel like sharing that information isn't going to uh, affect their daily lives basically. Yeah and actually um, funny that you mentioned that because a friend of mine um, on one of the other sites that initials MH um, he well very few people it has a place to put your HIV status, but very few people are honest about it. They just put "ask me" or don't put anything. And he's open about it, and he gets hate mail, which is gross. Like, because people are really ignorant and uneducated, and 
So I think it's desperately needed to have have something like this where, you know, people can go and feel totally comfortable and well, that's where the idea derives from. Everybody has their horror, well, everybody who's positive has their horror stories of how people react to or treat them in public situations, on the, inter- on the Internet, or any of that. So we wanted to create this space for them to come to where they are going to feel affected by that. And so, so we've made we an have, invite. That, that, was, that was my next question. Go ahead. So we've made an invite only um, to so that they're able to invite people that they know who know they're positive or they know that are positive or it's a it's a community built uh community basically <laughs> right it, we all all the users bring in the it, bring in the people that they know are not going to be a, a problem if you will basically you have to be referred somehow by someone else so it's not just anyone off the street can like infiltrate it well i mean i'm assuming they could if they were really uh, but, like, you know, at least you put up some sort of filtering system so people don't do that. Right. Well, with other sites, if you really wanted to know who was positive in your community and those who were um, brave enough to put that information out on a public forum, then you can go and create a profile without any hinder- hindrance. But this is a uh, word of mouth where you have to know someone who knows someone, basically, just so that we have some sort of barrier, as you say, a filter system to make right. it a comfortable place. So I'm on the I'm on Positively Frisky and um I have to say well let's just say first out it's still in a work in progress, correct? Yes, we're in beta right now. We're a new website so we're in constant development and growth. Because no um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, I think, you know, I mean, I know we've gone back and forth with sort of, here's, I had some suggestions and um, you guys have made some changes, but yeah, it's, for me, it's a little bit difficult to navigate, so I wanted to just kind of go through some of the things with you, so maybe you could just instead uh, kind of explain as we go along. So if like you go, if you log, navigate? Well, like, so if you log onto the site, like, so anyone can go in, if you need a you can go to positivelyrisky.com, and then it will say enter your email address and your name and whatever. And if you need a code, you can use my code, which is Jack2011. Yeah, Jack2011. And then, um, you know, you – so then it, it pro- provides you with a menu, and it says – so explain to me what the wave is. That's kind of what I don't get. <laughs> Well, there's the community wave and there's the personal wave. Personal wave. Right. Um, the community wave is similar to the Facebook wall where you can post a post-it note. We use biorealism, biorealistic uh, icons to, uh, to bring up for various uh, platforms to do different things. Like we have our uh, post-it note to do just small notes. We have our note cards, which will give you more room to put more information about yourself if you want to put that on a community wave or if you want to put that on your personal wave. We also have uh, ways to upload multiple photos, um, a place to put video, uh, YouTube videos that you'd wish to share with a group or on your wave or with someone else on their wave. And we also have the newspaper, which represents links to news. So if you had a story regarding whatever, it could be Beyonce and her new album or HIV has a new thing that comes out, or whatever you want to share. That's what we have available right. at this time. Eventually, we'll have live chat capabilities, uh, video interaction, um, uh, iPhone apps. But again, we're in the growth pay- space, growth period, <laughs> and uh, are still develop- in development. And we welcome comments, suggestions from anyone. I know, Jack, you've been giving uh, <laughs> us pointers on how you think we can improve but we welcome it from all of our users because it's a community-based site. We want everybody to enjoy where they are and feel comfortable where they are so that they continue to use the site and refer it to their friends, obviously. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a struggle. I think, obviously, the de- like you've got the design part down, and that part's really groovy, and it's new and kind of innovative. It's just sort of still hard to navigate. I think, well, for um, new users... For new users, we're going to we're in, we have in development a, a virtual tour 
which will uh-huh. kind of easily explain what each thing does. But again, that's still in development because we're so new, and we only right. we really only have two programmers. <laughs> we're a very we're, Facebook has like 60 programmers, or even, probably even more than that. Oh, they I'm sure there's more than people. that. Yeah, totally. They have 3,000 people on staff, which can fix the thing overnight. We have two people and uh, another a full team of six, I believe. <laughs> right. So, as much uh, we have all these ideas, of course, and we're um, we're continuously growing and moving forward. It just uh, we want to know what everybody what their opinions are as to how we can improve, and we have a list of things that we already have in development. So other than, let's go ahead. Like if someone oh, went just, on, let's let's say someone logged on right now to positivelyfisky.com, filled out all the information, um, used my uh, used Jack 2011, and they got on, and then they started posting pictures and wherever, and they were like, okay, I'm super confused. What's this little all these these Brady Bunch boxes and and you know. Well, that's what that's our. Uh, Polaroid, which is the base for our our um, profiles. Okay. So at the bottom of the Polaroid, we have the wave icon, which brings you to their personal wave. Right. And we also, which that's the first little icon that's shaped like a wave. And then there's the eye, the, that's information. And so if right. you were to set up a profile, you would go into the site under... Um, your personal wave and set up the profile with your age, gender orientation, status, and birthday, location, whatever you want to give to the people involved. Um, Pat, next to the eye, there's an icon that has multiple photos, and those are photos that you've put onto the community wave or your personal wave that will pop up in those little circles. Right. Uh, the next and icon question, next to that. Question about, about that. Like, would, do you have limitations on photos as far as G-rated, X-rated, or is it a free-for-all? <laughs> Well, currently we want to keep the photos G-rated, and eventually we'll have private photo options, where if you'd wish to share that to just one person as opposed to the whole community, um, you would be able to mail them private photos or show them private photos on your private ways. Gotcha. So next to that is the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. If you're explaining the navigation, I'll let you finish that before I ask you the next question. Oh, okay. The, the icon next to the multiple photos is the invite friends, where you can invite um, people you wish to, who think would be interested in this site. Um, and then put next to that is send a cocktail, which is kind of like a Facebook poke, but we've put our own little spin on it, so you can send them a cocktail of some you wish to start a conversation with if you don't want to initially email them. And the next icon next to that is the chat icon, which uh, is basically email and chat merged together. And right now, um, someone in the chat room is asking, it's only um, ge- directed at men Men right now, correct? Right now, it's just we just have uh, men on our site, yes. Okay. Um, in the future, we can make part- a, other other sites, but currently we're at this, this particular site, we're just marketing towards uh, gay men. Right. Cool. Um, one of the questions that was tweeted to me, Austin, was um, that they people really uh, liked the name of the website. Where did that originate from? Well, we have multiple websites. Uh, we have Frisky Hands, which is for the LGBT deaf community. That does not require an invite. Another, the only site that requires the invite, invite is Positively Frisky. We also have Frisky Forces and uh, for the LGBT military. Um, and some other sites as well, Frisky Latino, and all these things are searchable on Facebook. If you, because we don't, uh, we've tried to keep this uh, like anybody who makes a, a profile on Positively Frisky or Frisky Hands or Frisky Forces or the like, they're not searchable through Google. So, or uh, you, people wouldn't be able to find out that they're on this site even though they've made a profile on it. Right. That's really important with people in their HIV status. So that's an important important uh, point to, to, to bring up. Um, so it isn't indexed in Google at all, so people can go there and feel completely safe to share whatever they want. Yes, exactly. We don't we don't put their we don't link them to anything. We don't we've uh, to 
tooled with the idea of doing a Facebook link or some sort of app link, but if Facebook has a tendency when you attach to them, they start drawing your information from whatever your site is so that they can put it into their database. But right. So if we start linking with Facebook, we didn't have to then give information from our site to Facebook, which is not something we are comfortable with. I see. I mean, we all, we also have Facebook pages for Positively Frisky and there are other sites, but uh, you're welcome to like or not like them if you so desire. But our personal our sites are not searchable through search engines. Now, what made um, you want to be a part of this? Part of Positively Frisky? Yeah, was this like was this um this um I'm sorry, was it friends? What's it called? Friend Friend Factory. Okay, yes, I'm sorry, Friend Factory. Is that, um, were you working for them before? Like, is this something that you were interested in, running social networks? Well, initially, Friend Factory was Frisky Factory, and we were going to start the uh, Frisky Hands, which was the for the deaf community. And I had That's proposed awesome. the idea of Positively Frisky because I had trouble finding people to date and not not feeling comfortable putting my status on an open forum and I thought this would be the perfect avenue to go down. So we went with Positively Frisky and then expanded from there. And we changed over to Friend Factory because we'll make websites that are geared not only to the gay community. Right. Well, no, I think that's that's the crux of the whole issue is that, I mean, the majority, well, not the majority, but one of the very common questions that I get asked um, is, like, how do you find someone to date or... I don't feel comfortable revealing my status, or now that I found out that I'm HIV positive, I don't feel like worthy or dateable, or that no one's gonna ever love me again. And like, it's great that you know this is. I know it's in its baby stages, but hopefully, this becomes a big network that people can use, and you know, find. I mean, because that that's a deal breaker for a lot of people, and in running both ways, like some positive people like to. I, I prefer to date an HIV positive person. It's just easier in a lot of ways. So, so I think it's great. Yeah, all of that, uh, the fear that's based out of that, I think there's a huge disconnect between the reality of HIV today as opposed to the, the stigma from the affliction um, that was in the 80s, and I'm not sure that the information available to the general public is up to date as much as it should be. So we also have a documentary in the works with Logo and Out Canada with Charlie David as our director who we hope to update the um, knowledge, the general knowledge for the, the not only the gay community but everybody because I don't, we don't feel that everything that should be available is. Yeah, actually I'm friends with Charlie and he, um, he was going to interview me but it didn't work out. But... Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what's go I mean, I know the gist of it, but what? Who do you interview? And I think you're in it, correct? I'm one of the four subjects. Uh, there's four people. Me. Uh, there's a, our newest subject is from or from Florida, actually, where you're at right now, <laughs> from Orlando, uh, not Miami. But um, our other two is from Toronto and Vancouver, and they they have different demographics and different social situations. We also interview, well, I didn't do it, but Charlie interviewed uh, different experts in the field to just to update the information. Like for me, example, I'm on a uh, clinical trial, and the, the uh, prescriptions I'm on, the, the therapies, bring my transmission rate down by 96%. And that's, by, that's just a, a new development that they can, that they found with this particular drug. Right. So I I have a boyfriend who's we've dated for over a year now who's remained negative and we want to keep it that way obviously because uh, why perpetuate? But uh, under this this therapy, your the, your expectant life expectancy is comparable to someone who doesn't have the disease. Right. Wow. Which isn't actually too far off. I mean, I don't. I'm not obviously a statistician or a doctor, but you know, there's a lot of evidence showing that if your viral load is undetectable now, it's much more difficult to um, 
to, tra- to transmit the disease. And as well, the life expectancy, I think there was an article that came out recently that said if you're diagnosed now and you're 25 years old, you can expect under the correct uh, right health care and treatment to live to the average age of like 72 or something like that, So, which is actually a normal lifespan considering like actually I think to the current lifespan of the American population because of obesity is dropping, but, but yeah, so that's, but that's great news. Actually, I hope before we all have to worry about our lifespan, that there's actually a cure. So that would be even better. <laughs> well, uh, um, Bill Gates has already had stated in an interview that in his lifespan, they expect to have a, uh, a vaccine and that's his foundation's ultimate goal. Good. To at least get a vaccine for the general public. Uh, if, you, if everybody, well, let's start with there's a, a, a projection of a million cases of people infected with HIV in America. Twenty yeah, percent of those people. I'm sorry. Twenty uh, percent of them. That's okay. Twenty percent of them don't know that they're infected. Right. So as long as it, if they're if people would just go and make sure that they get tested every three months and understand what their status is, and if they do become positive, get on these therapies, then we are able to begin uh, through these therapies not to to just try and cut off the virus at the head, basically. Yeah, I actually think, I know the statistic is something like, well, I know for men who have sex with men, that one, especially in urban areas, that one out of five is HIV positive, and half of them don't know it. So I don't, I don't know what the statistics are for the general public in terms of people that are positive that don't know it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually even higher than twenty percent, which is kind of frightening. Well, the percentages that I, I just, uh, I get my information from from Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's the uh, head of the NHC. He okay. just, and it, a good resource to just update yourself on HIV is to search the podcast with Anthony Fauci and Diane Rehm on NPR, and he goes uh-huh. through everything. So he stated that in America, 50% are men who have sex with men, 30% are heterosexual, heterosexual, and 15% are intravenous drug use. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, so... Um, do you mind talking a little bit about your personal story with your diagnosis? Sure. Where would you like to start? <laughs> um, well, how did you find out, and how did you deal with it, and, you know, how's it, how are you doing now, all that stuff? Well, I found out when I was living in New York, I um, actually was contracted through my gums because I had very bad oral hygiene and gingivitis and that's, uh, I mean, the, the, one of the stigmas, stigmas through people who have HIV is that they're just running around having unprotected sex and they're big drug users, which isn't the case. I just happened to have a bad, bad luck on one day with one partner who didn't happen to know he was in, infected at the time. Hmm. But so I, didn't, I, when was that? Uh, that was uh, a few years ago, and I stayed off medications as uh, long as possible until my T cells dropped to a certain level, and then was recommended to go on to start medications. And by chance, there was a, a clinical trial available, and I was able to get onto that. Now, uh, the time when I, you were... I wasn't. What's that? Just, uh, I just wanted to ask you real quick, Austin. At the time when you were diagnosed, were you um, educated about HIV and AIDS? Was it something you were familiar with, or was it a random test that you just happened to go get it, or what made you go get tested? Well, I always tried to get tested every three months. Um, I wasn't necessarily educated as much as I am now, uh, and right. it wasn't. I don't know if that information is. I mean. Information is free-flowing. If you're wanting to know it and you want to find out about it, you'll go and find out about it. But if it's not something, an, an immediate need, then I don't think most people will voluntarily go and find out about this information. Yeah, a lot of us like to have that never-happened-to-me attitude. Right. I know that's what I had. 
And how did your, like, so once you found out, and now you're in this clinical trial, and um, I'm assuming because you're speaking to us, you're fairly open about your HIV status. Um, how how did that affect your life and people around you? Well, before the documentary, I wasn't really open with my, my status because uh, I'm, in my own small way, I'm a public figure in my community, and it's not, it's not a the LGBT community. I, I'm a DJ and an event planner and a, a, a entertainer and personality and what have you through uh, at at straight clubs here in Phoenix and, and I've done LA, New York, uh, and some other cities. But uh, I don't wear it on my sleeve. I mean, if somebody wanted to ask me about it, I'll talk to them about it. But it's not. I don't wear the name tag. If you, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think I'm wearing the name tag right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like uh, the documentary was a necessity, and I think it's very important that it, it is there to come out and, and give this information so that people who just are just happen to find out won't feel so scared and feel like they don't have to hold back this information from everyone be, out of fear of being ostracized or or ridiculed or what have you. And when is this um, documentary, uh, do you have any, like, final date for it or when it can be expected, or is it kind of just a work in progress still? Well, Charlie's filming with our fourth subject in uh, Orlando on, in this week, actually, and then uh, he had told me that they expect it to air early next year, possibly April. And he's also going to make a feature link because uh, it's going to be an hour on television on Logo and uh, Out Canada. But he also wants to make a feature link so he can tour with with it to the um, film festivals. Awesome. Good. So, can, good. so it can branch out to other countries as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely needed. It's just, it's it's weird. I get asked the question all the time. Basically, every interview that I do, it's like, what, you know, what's the number one issue facing, the you know, getting the knowledge out there? And, and it's like, well, okay, now that treatments are better, that's great. And we want everyone to live a really long life. But it's because of that that no one, you don't see people dying, which is a good thing. And although there are a lot of people that don't have proper health care and a lot of low-income people that aren't taking meds and are dying, but they're not getting news coverage. So it's not chic to talk about AIDS anymore or HIV, so it's out of the press. And then because of that, like, and then especially, I mean, I've had people that are not in touch with the HIV community at all say, oh, I thought that was cured. Or, like, I didn't even know that was around anymore. So... You know, it's like it's great that we're all doing well on meds and living long, healthy lives, you know, hopefully, knock on wood. But that's why we need to keep talking about it. And it's like, you know, so that's why we do what we do and you do what you do. And I'm glad you're in the documentary because it needs to be talked about. Well, yeah, I was in a, a – I was driving down the L.A. freeway with a group of people, and one of them actually asked if people still get infected. And in America, 56,000 people a year get infected. Right. That's what they record every year, and it's been studied for that for a few, study like that for a few years now. But again, like you said, it's not the popular affliction to bring up. But uh, if you can't just let it go by the wayside, because then it just becomes another problem, or a bigger problem down the road. Yeah, and I mean, it's also, it's a it's a challenge that, I mean, I work on an HIV education campaign that we tour around the country, and it's hard to reach certain, it's hard to reach certain factions of the population more than others because of other stigmas like homophobia and religious beliefs and various and sundry reasons, but, um, but even, um, you know, people like gay men still think, oh, like, it's not, I think, you know, we're in a high-risk group, and, you know, if you're active sexually, and they still, I still am amazed by some of the the lack of information that people have, so. so well, I think it's a, the, the gay battle. community is a good, 
Yes, yes. The gay community is a good place to start because of their just their lack of knowledge of the of the affliction and how I think if everybody acted as though as if everyone was positive, there would be a, a lot smaller infection rate. Well, and that's but what I always said, say. I, I always say to people that ask me, I'm like, you know, assume everyone's positive, always. Like, and people are like, oh, my boyfriend lied to me and I didn't know or whatever, and I thought we were monogamous. And I'm like, yeah, I hear that story every day. So all, the only thing you can do, and not to sound like, you know, I don't want deliver a, a, a bitchy, harsh message, but you're the only person that can protect yourself. And, and regardless of what other people say, if you, you know, if you don't want to get infected, then you have to take the necessary precautions. So, well, you know, it's the I responsibility think. of both parties to wear a condom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have two, I have uh, two situations. One of them was someone who was, out of a relationship with his boyfriend who they had had unprotected sex and then didn't date for like three months. And he was having issues with dating me because of my status, but then went back to his boyfriend and had unprotected sex again, which you, if you're, if you're having sex with other people, you've already, you've just put yourself at risk whether or not you trust that. <laughs> I mean, those three months he could have met the, that one person because one in four of the gay men in Chelsea Health Kitchen and the gay communities are infected. It's just statistical. Yeah. Another point was uh, I was on one of the Internet sites and I had had made a profile not showing my face and giving my status to, to see what reaction I would get. And I had someone email me about how dirty I was and blah, blah, blah. And then a a month later, they're emailing me apologizing and asking me my opinion and uh, on how to deal with becoming positive because they just found out they were. Yeah. So rather than living with uh, living in the sphere that people have created for themselves, I feel like I feel as though people should educate themselves and just act as though everyone is positive, and then they'd be at le- much less risk. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, there, this is a topic for a whole other show, and <laughs> but I mean, if everyone knew their status, like I'm, I'm not. I mean, I know it's a civil rights issue, and we could debate this forever and ever and ever. But I think just as a smart human being, you should have an HIV test as part of your annual physical because honestly, the people that are infecting other people for in the for the most part are people that don't know their status and have a crazy viral load and aren't on meds and, you know, and then the same thing happens. I don't know when, how low your T cells were. And there's very various arguments. Like people say, go on meds immediately, go on meds when your T cells drop below 500. But there are people that don't even want to get tested for fear of finding out they're positive. And then by the time they get an opportunistic infection, their immune system's so shot that they have to scratch and claw back to, you know, to get, to get some semblance of an immune system, so it's hard. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to change people's habits and change their. I mean, it all starts in in school. I mean, when you're learning about this stuff, because I feel like the the sex education programs have uh, some updating to do. So there's there's different dis- school districts that only rely on abstinence, which has never worked. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> Makes me sick. Just real quick, I want to make it clear, Austin. I know Jackie cleared it up in the in the chat room with Lauren, but um, your website is open for anyone who is uh, a gay male, right, and is open to dating HIV positive people. You don't have to necessarily be HIV positive to join. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. We we want people who are supported, uh, supportive of um, the positive community, not people who are okay. of the uh, other. Otherwise, yeah. Well, actually, I think that's a great idea because that's a key. That's a really crucial group of people to have as allies. And like, I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh, it's not." I mean, I've dated a ton of negative people who are like, "I don't care at all." Like, and you know, I mean, you can be perfectly well. I mean, I guess there is no exact thing as safe, perfectly safe sex, but 
you know, I mean, I had boyfriends for periods of years that stayed negative the whole time that they were with me. So, um, so, but yeah, but I think getting those people that are negative to dispel some of the myths and get educated about HIV, that's a group that's hard to hit. So I'm glad you're including them in the site. Oh, we are, we already have people who are negative on the site. So that's, uh, was always our goal to incorporate both negative and positive to further the education and, uh, movement, if you will. All right. Another question coming out of the chat room is, um, how easy is it to tell on the website who's positive and who's negative? They um, give an example on another website with the initials MH. You can't tell unless you click on their profile. Well, our our system has the um, Polaroids, mm-hmm. which under the I icon, the info icon, it can you can list your status. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's pretty you can clear. It's pretty clear when you press so, the information tab and it has, like, your age, where you're from. I can't remember exactly, but your HIV status. And um, the majority of people, I don't know how many members you have up at this point um, since it is fairly new, but the majority are positive. I think there's just a small percentage that are negative. But, um, you know, I mean, as the membership grows, I'm sure that group will grow as well. Yeah, so again, it's a... Um community-based, so these are people who have invited people, uh, and the majority of, I would assume that people would invite other positive people. You can invite negative people that happen to know your status, and uh, that can be a possibility as well, but again, it's positively frisky. You're going to, you know what you're going in for. Right. (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, just to bring it back a little bit about to you, um, touch on your 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 story a little bit. Um, how was it? How do you deal with disclosure? How has that been? Because that's something that really haunts a lot of people who are newly diagnosed and looking to start dating again. How how do you have you approach that? Well, it's a it's a fine line, really, because when you meet new people, you're not really sure what their reaction level will be, and I've had different reactions as to. Uh, and you, I mean, I start a relationship, you feel out the relationship, and you see whether or not you ha- can have a trust base between you and how you both feel about each other. But I've had people break down, but I've also had people say, oh, whatever, and go on with the relationship and break up for other reasons. I mean, um, have you lost any friends due to it or any, any family members like that? No, I haven't had that problem. Um, I mean, in our documentary, I had... Uh, they wanted to interview friends, so I had a small cocktail party where they were all privately interviewed, so I had like 10 people here who were all here to be interviewed and asked about me and how they found out and how I told them and all that other stuff. And it turned out pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, for the most part, generally people are understanding. I think some people don't know how to deal with it, like with any, you know, disease. I've heard the same similar stories with, you know, people with cancer or say like my friends didn't know what to do. So like some people will disappear, but you know, um, invariably people are like, Oh, okay. And then especially if you're educated and explain like I'm doing really well and I'm taking these meds and I'm going to probably be fine. And, you know, and then you do get the crazy people and you're going to get the crazy people in any situation. I mean, I've had, I had someone recently on, a site basically which in my profile said I was positive and he only looked at the pictures and started, we started chatting and we chatted I think literally for oh 30 seconds and um, then he flat out asked me my status and I told him I was positive and he said he then he started he went off on me and basically said Thank, you know I wasted his time and I was going to burn in hell and all this stuff and I was like oh girl you have a lot of problems I don't have time for this <laughs> he brought up burning in hell Oh, yeah. He was like, he's like, it's people like you that are giving AIDS to everyone. I'm like, actually, I've never given it to anyone as far as I know. So it's people like you that are douchebags and you need to hang up now. Thanks. Bye. So, but I mean, well, that kind the, of stuff doesn't even, that doesn't even take That could me. be the same person that's, that could be the same person that's going to have unprotected sex and then suddenly find out they're positive. So 
it doesn't sound like they've taken much time to educate themselves. It's more of it's easier to fear something to, than to find out about it. Well, that's exactly the point. That's exactly true. I mean, it's that it's the kind of person who puts faith in. If I would have said I'm negative, he would have been like, okay, like that's the kind of person yeah, exactly. that that's like taking someone's word for it, and then they're going to behave accordingly. And like, okay, well. You wouldn't have yelled at me if I would have said I was negative, which encourages more people to lie, which is perpetuating a cycle. It's like, why don't you just educate yourself? And if someone's positive, say, oh, hey, like, and I still, I understand if someone's like, oh, listen, I'm understand, you know, I'm negative and I don't really like to have sex with pause guys. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. I'm out of your league anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you know what I mean. No, I understand. <laughs> well, just real quick, we're down to the last 15 minutes. Um, if you guys have a question about um, Positively Frisky, uh, you can give us a call here at 347-215-9442 and press the one button or uh, tweet us your questions at Positlam or enter them in the chat room here. Um, yeah, so the lines are open. How wonderful. So, um, so hopefully we'll get some calls from people. If you're maybe you're a user um, of the website, you can call and let us know how you um, are finding the website out. You know how you're finding if you went on dates or whatever. Um, whatever works for you. Um, call in and, and and talk to us. So what do you have? Is there anything you have um, coming up for the website that you expect to add? Maybe features to it that you don't have now that people can look forward to. Oh, we just, we have several different features that we wanted to include. A lot of them. Uh, um, have been brought up through comments and suggestions from our users, including Jack. Uh, we have a whole list a list of them. But uh, I can't give you exact dates or times as to when they'll come out. But again, we all we have our, our plans and what we see for the future and what we have now to work with is our beta testing and for people to just go on and use the site and tell us how they think it can improve. Cool. So go there and, and check it out and use it and give them feedback. Yes, exactly. We want to hear all the good, the bad, everything. So, because we want to, it's a community-based site, so we want to make sure that the community is happy using it. Otherwise, we're yeah. Going to and and even if you like, I mean, I went on. I think I joined. I don't know, three months ago or whatever when it was just starting. And it's like, even if you don't use it a lot, like at least go in, play around on it, give some feedback because it's gonna keep growing and. Um, you know, the more it's like Facebook, it's like the more interactive it is and the more people that are actually interacting, the more users will come and it'll sort of grow, you know, fold in on itself in terms of growth and interest. So um, I encourage people to just check it out. And there you yeah, go. And if you do, if, what was that? No, go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, I was going to say if any of the users who are currently using the site or any new users who are going to use Jack's invite code, um, Jack2011, they can email me directly with any comments or uh, uh, suggestions at austin at friskyfactory.com, and I will forward those to our programmers and reply to any questions they may have. I'm perfectly happy doing that. Um, okay, I'll, do, I'll, tweet, I'll tweet that to my 16,000 followers right now. <laughs> uh, Your inbox is just saturated. <laughs> One question is: Is the site free to join? I believe that's a yes, right? Yes, it's definitely free to join. Okay. Um, another question they have: Are there any ads on the site, and how do you generate revenue to keep it going? Currently, we are not advertising anywhere, uh, and we are not generating any revenue at this time. We have different business models we're looking at. But at this time, it's a free site for anybody to come on and uh, use, and there are no advertisements or spam or anything like that because we're not going to sell your emails to anybody or anything like that. That's not how positive for, Positively Frisky works. That's right. Well, there are just questions from the chat room, so I just wanted to answer them for them. Um, cool. So people can go there, PositivelyFrisky.com, and check that out. I can't believe how quick the hour flew by. Um, you know, Austin, I really appreciate you coming in last minute. Um, we spoke, uh, me and Jack, I think, spoke about having you on previously, 
Um, and then kind of, you know, he got busy with his thing. So I'm glad that we were able to have you come on tonight and, and talk about your website and help people go there and, and, and join up and give you the feedback you need to to, to, to make it successful. And I, I like to find a way to hook up that we can maybe uh, swap banners or something out or do something so we could, uh, you know, kind of help promote your site too within mine. Sure. Just email me again at the site I provided, Austin at friskyfactory.com, and we can uh, move forward with that. We're always happy to do partnerships. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Austin. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Austin. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. And remember, folks, you can um, create your profile at positivelyfrisky.com. Um, so, uh, and the, the code is Jack. Uh, yeah, the, what happens is when you go to PositivelyFrisky.com, it will say, you know, there's a little uh, drop-down thing that says, I think you enter your name or whatever you want to put your name as, and then your email address, and then, um, actually, let me look at it. But then at some and somewhere in there, the invitation part is um, the, code. the code, which is Jack2011, and... Um, that's if you want to be invited by me. I guess there's probably other codes. <laughs> but, yeah, it gives you a name and a password, and then you sign up. And, like, you know, right now um, there's a fair um, number of people, but it's like I said, it's one of those things where as it builds on itself, it'll be much more interesting for people to um, interact. And I think it's when it's, you know, I mean, I don't, feel the stigma so much and I don't think Robert you do so much just because we're so out about it but right. I think in a community like this it's great because you know it's not there is no stigma at all and um, and you can not have to worry about your, the response you're going to get when you're out with your status and so I really hope that this you know I for me personally there's still some bugs as far as simplicity of the interaction with people and um it's high on design, and I think that they'll work out the, the 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 little glitches as they move forward. But I just encourage everyone to go on, and um, you know, I mean, it's 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 like your site, um, Pause I Am, where it's like you want a community of people that can communicate, and you, I think you get out of it what you put into it. Like um, I'm a bit busy, so I don't have a lot of information on my profile, but um, you know, I mean, it's. Like they have it, there's a way to search by city and um, relationship status and stuff. That's still a little vague, but you know, like I said, um, and like Austin said, right? If you ha if you're having trouble navigating something, um, let them know what you know. So yeah, I like the fact that it's very like up to date uh, tech wise. It's very um, kind of kind of reminds me of like Google Plus. Uh, kind of like just how the buttons and how everything is kind of animated. And um, so, you know, it's cool. And, and, you know, it's always a work in progress. And people who maybe have been members of POSIM since the beginning um, know that it, it's always a work in progress. And it always um, you have new people joining, so you always have to go back and check it out. Even if you create a profile today, you want to go back all the time and check it out. So um, I'm sure Positively Frisky will be great. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Jack, is have you heard anything? I have a friend of mine who is starting a new drug uh, called Complera. Complera? Have you heard anything? Yeah, have you heard anything about this? I've, ne I've never heard of it ever. Okay. Then it's, it's I just, guess that just killed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can look it up really quickly. What, no, no, what no, is no, no, it? No, no. I, I can look it up, too. It's, just a, it's a new HIV drug that came out. It's a one pill a day. Um, and I just am not familiar with it, you know, because I don't take it. Yeah, never heard of it. It's, it's really new, and I just didn't know if you had any feedback on it that I could supply to him, but that's fine. Well, it's on um, AIDS AIDSmeds dot com. Yeah. Contains two different types of drugs: one non-nucleoside uh, reverse transcriptase inhibitor, and two nucleoside reverse transcriptase. So it's a it's three drugs in one. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, no, I've never heard of it, so. Um, interesting. So another thing I was going to ask you about is um, what do you feel about um, vaccine, um, like HIV vaccine trials? What do you mean? Like, um, well, I, I basically went for an interview last week. I'll know tomorrow if I get the job or not. Either, you know, either way, or if I do or I don't. 
Um, and it's basically going out and trying to recruit people to do a vaccine trial. And um, I heard that previously there was one that was done that was kind of didn't have good results. And I'm not really familiar with the science part of it. And I think it was done by Merck. I just wasn't sure if you knew anything about, you know, the vaccine trial that they may have done in I don't, I, don't um, I, do, I, I do sort of. I know, I mean, I'm not really supposed to comment on that since I worked for Merck, but, okay. um, I, but I do know it did not have the outcome they wanted it to. I know there's new vaccine trials in the works. Um, and my, my question has always actually been, well, what about those of us that are already infected? So, but apparently... The, all the information that I've been told, and maybe they're just trying to placate, but um, that the the vaccine would also help people that are already HIV positive in some degree. So I don't know, but I don't. I think. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, everything I've read on vaccination is it's just really hard because um, you know the, it mutates so rapidly, and it's just such a weird virus. So um, yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you know, like I said, I, I had the interview, and I never really thought about, you know, a trial. And if, would I do it if I wasn't HIV positive? Would I try to take a vaccine trial knowing certain things and outcomes? I don't know. It's just, you know, something to think about, I guess. Yeah. Kind of I mean, like, I would think... I date somebody who was positive if I was negative? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I've been positive since I was 20, so I never – really had that choice to make, but right. I think I would. I mean, you know, one of my best friends is like, I actually, this sort of sounds weird, but he's like, I kind of prefer positive guys sometimes because they've, they've had to go through something and it's made them very introspective and they think about, you know, safe sex and there are, I don't know. He, he's just like, I don't, I kind of don't mind. I mean, it's not like it's necessarily a plus, but that, 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 he it doesn't hear the mind and they sometimes seem like they're more educated about things and not going into things blindly and I don't know. So well, they understand HIV and you know, sometimes they um I find that when I talk to other people who are positive, when I talk to them about, you know, being HIV positive, like they seem to be a little bit more in tune and listen a little bit more. Um than right. my friends, you know, that are negative. I noticed. Well, I mean, I think, and Austin mentioned this too, it's like until you need to know, like I don't know anything about brain cancer really because I don't know anyone that has it or I'm not immediately affected by it. And although that's different than, you know, anyone who's sexually active should be concerned about HIV, but a lot of people think it doesn't affect them, so they're not educated about it. Even in in the gay community, I mean, you know, tons of young gay guys are like, what? Like, Oh, I can like. Oh, are is this safe? Can we do this? I'm like, really? Like, so I think people just it's a, like on a need to know basis, and as soon as it becomes an issue, then they're like, oh, okay. Like, so I mean, don't you kind yeah, of agree? Kind of like, like you said, with everything in life. Yeah, and it's unfortunate like because HIV does affect everyone. I mean, unless you're in a like a monastery somewhere. Or you're just really, really, really unfortunately unattractive and no one wants to have sex with you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I thought we were 90 seconds. So, um, that's funny. So, next week, I'll, I'll try to keep my you. horrible comments to a minimum in the last 90 seconds. Uh, next week, you're back here with me, and we're going to talk about coming out uh, public, HIV, coming out, you know, HIV positive publicly, why people do it, and Jeff Burry from Positively Aware Magazine is going to come on and talk about the pictures that he chose from the day with HIV in America. Uh, you know, he was on uh, last month, so he's going to come on and give us an update and talk about the photos he used, and one of them was yours, Jack. I know. Surprise, I thought surprise. I was at the, their, their booth was right across from me at the AIDS conference, so I... I got to see myself more than usual, which is a lot. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So I guess people can go on to um, your website to get your fabulous 2012 calendar at jackmackenroff.com or just Google Jack McEnroff calendar. Uh, more information on myself and the show at pausland.com. Jack, it was another great show. I'll see you next week. All right, my friend, and I will be so tan you'll be so jealous. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Have a good All right, night. sweetie. Have a good night. Bye. Bye-bye.
And remember, you can find more information on our guests at PositivelySisky.com. Thank you and have a great night. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the naked truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS.